0: I went to the um, Innovation Hub, which I think is now called the Entrepreneurs' Hub, Um, and I went and I spoke to Emmy, who's my favorite person in the world. Uh, I spoke to her, had a consultation with her, and she helped me kind of come up with a business plan, Um, and she recommended that I apply for the venture competition. So I did, and fortunately I was a winner, I think it was in 2000. team i won um which was really really great for me i was able to use that capital uh to a pay for my course uh so that, that was a step um and also as like the first bit of money to kind of buy my stock buy my ingredients um and start
1: hi everyone hope you're doing well hope you're looking after yourselves i uh, hope you're like me, maybe doing your word or answers uh, early in the morning, trying to figure out what the word of the day is. Um, but yeah, it's great to have you guys back for another episode of Pick Up The Mic. Uh, and as always, we bring on talented guests and talented speakers to talk about a wide range of topics, uh, both relevant to students and young people everywhere. Uh, now, in typical fashion, like I said, we bring on great guest speakers and we've got a great one here today. Um, so as I as I always say, you know, I don't want to bore you Talking about them myself, I like them to to tell us a bit more about themselves So I'm going to hand over to our guest speaker for today, uh, Paris Could you just tell us a bit about you?
0: Yes, of course, thank you so much for having me as a talented guest on your podcast Um, I don't really see myself as that talented, but it's nice to be called that. Um, So I am Paris Rivera. I am the founder of my own hair care brand called That Good Hair, um, which is a customizable hair care brand for men and women, uh, essentially allowing you to choose the ingredients inside of your hair products. Um, And I'm also a former Brunel student. So I graduated in 2020 um, and I studied business management and marketing.
1: Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. And uh, yeah, we'll be diving into to more about, you know, your journey after graduating and starting your own business, because uh, that's a very big thing. And I think it's not only the fact that you started your, your own business, which is huge, but the fact that you did it during a global pandemic, uh, I think it's definitely, uh, definitely something to, to <laughs> highlight as well. Um, so yeah, so let, let's get started uh, with the first official question for today. And, Essentially, our first visual question is, what inspired you to start That Good Hair?
0: So, um, my journey really starts back when I was in college, doing my A-levels, and around this time, I kind of started to move away from straightening my hair every day. I had, like, uh, bleached hair and I was straightening it all the time um, and I was watching tons of YouTube videos as you do um, and I decided I am going to actively grow my hair so those words are kind of what started the journey my friends all laughed at me because I said this randomly in a, in a class one day I was like guys I'm gonna actively grow my hair um, and this essentially led me down a journey of understanding curly hair hair, curly hair textures, um, falling into YouTube University and really trying to learn everything about hair that I could. Um, fast forwarding then to when I was at university, I was studying business, um, still obsessed with hair, particularly obsessed with DIY hair products. So I was the girl mashing up bananas and putting them in my hair with yogurt and eggs and all of this stuff. And my mom would always have a go at me um, because I'd leave things like rice water and all of these weird concoctions in the fridge. And I am a bit of a lazy person. So I would leave it in the fridge and then obviously it would be growing mold and fungus two weeks later. Um, And my mom would be like, Paris, what have you done? Uh, going crazy at me for wasting good rice <laughs> so i um always wished that there was just a way that i could choose the ingredients inside of my hair products um but but there's nothing like that really out there that lets you choose the ingredients not only that but this was also coupled with the fact that I found out I have a fragrance allergy so a lot of the hair products that are in mainstream shops I can't use anyways um so with these concoctions that I was making I was using essential oils um which is obviously a natural way to fragrance your hair products um and that's what really led me down the journey. I loved making DIY hair products. I was studying business anyways. And I kind of just got the light bulb moment of, I could actually turn this into a business. Um, so I decided to, whilst at university, decided to study another two-year course um, alongside this in organic formu- uh, organic hair product formulation, um, which is where I learned how to make conditioners and leave-in conditioners and shampoos and hairsprays and everything that you can imagine um, and this was a really practical hands-on course um I was in the lab I've got my homogenizer back there now um, so this really taught me everything I needed to know about actually making the hair products coupled with my business degree of learning how to start a business um, and my intention was to basically finish my degree and go into starting launching my business and working it full-time
1: Wow, uh, that's that's an amazing story, and it's great to see how your your journey I guess, progressed. Um, and I guess one key thing uh, before we before we go to the next question uh, that I want to ask is, I know uh, I know myself, uh, you know, obviously uh, from previous discussions about how you were able to start your own business, but there might be some students, especially Brunel students, listening, thinking, you know, you, you graduated and then started your own business. Where was the in between step? Uh, so I was guess i was just wondering if you wouldn't mind telling our, our listeners, I guess the the opportunities that you applied for.
0: Yes, of course. Um, So Bruno was actually a major part of me kind of starting up my business. So, in my second year after I got my light bulb moment, I went to the um, Innovation Hub, which I think is now called the Entrepreneurs Hub. Um, And I went and I spoke to Emmy, who's my favorite person in the world. Uh, I spoke to her, had a consultation with her, and she helped me to kind of come up with a business plan. And she recommended that I apply for the venture competition. So I did. And fortunately, I was a winner. I think it was in 2018 I won, um, which was really, really great for me. I was able to use that capital uh, to A, pay for my course. uh, So that that was a step. um, And also as like the first bit of money to kind of buy my stock, buy my ingredients um, and start creating my own hair products
1: well wow, that is really that's really great and i think that's that's key because uh you know uh, as for my for my course uh, at my masters we do do a bit of like entrepreneurship and that was one of the things that we we were lucky to have the entrepreneur hub speak to us and uh you know we we i i had conversations with them before and i've raised it and i've said you know a lot of students at brunel don't actually know that they can apply and, you know, get help and funding to, to start their own business. And, um, you know, I was saying that it's, it's so funny the amount of times you can go up to people at Brunel and tell them that and I'd be like, what? what? Like, that's, that's possible? Gosh. Um, yeah. And there's loads of opportunities, I guess, for anyone listening who doesn't go to Brunel that most universities do have their own uh, independent uh, set of funding. And uh, in addition to that, I guess, if there's anyone listening and they're thinking, you know, I'd love to start a business. I know that there's also the Mayor's Entrepreneur uh, Competition, which is held every year as well which is another set of funding that students students can apply for um so yeah it's great to see that I guess Brunel's essentially helps you helps you along the way which is great but yeah moving to our next question um you know I think especially for black people I would like to say as, as a black person myself um it can be there are a lot of misconceptions about hair products. Uh, and I guess the right ones for you, the ones that I guess will, will make your hair, keep it healthy, I guess is the best way to describe it. So essentially what are some of the misconceptions around health? Uh, I say healthcare products, hair products?
0: Yeah, no, there are a ton of misconceptions um, around hair products, definitely. Um, especially for black people, for people of color. Um, and this is kind of mainly in the products that are marketed towards us. Um, so a lot of the time you'll have brands like Cantu or you'll you'll just have a brand that like Shea Moisture, well, actually Shea Moisture is black owned, but you'll have a ton of brands like ORS, uh, which kind of appear to be black owned brands or brands that are for black people. Um, but they're not Uh, a lot of the time these products tend to have a higher level of um, chemicals in And they're also, they've got toxic chemicals that have been linked to things like fibroids, um, asthma-related chemicals as well. Um, And these are listed on the packaging. A lot of the time though, like with me, it's in the fragrance. So um, with fragrance on hair products, you don't actually have to see the ingredients that are inside, um, but a lot of these have been linked. Some, a lot of the ingredients inside of fragrances have been linked to causing cancer, have been linked to causing fibroids um, and other harmful illnesses endocrine disruptors which can cause you to have like a weakened immune system formaldehyde uh, parabens tons of different ingredients are inside of these hair products uh, that are particularly marketed towards black women um, or black people overall and I think one other um, factor that a lot of people don't realize as well is that um the way we use hair products is different so a lot of the time we can buy a conditioner and the conditioner will say use for seven to ten minutes but we'll leave that conditioner on overnight We'll, we'll be doing a deep conditioning and then we'll leave it onto our hair overnight and that can actually have a lot of harmful um impacts on our on our health and on our hair as well um because initially it will feel soft but then it will get drier quicker there's loads of different things but particularly when it comes to our health these ingredients that are only meant to be on your body for a short amount of time are now on for a prolonged period of time Um, and this can this can really cause issues to your health
1: yeah and i think it's kind of like what you were saying Um, there's, there's a tendency, and I know we're going to discuss, uh, you know, this personally later on, um, but there is a tendency that we don't necessarily check like hair products, the, you know, the amount of ingre- uh, ingredients or the things that are in there. Like you said, sometimes companies themselves aren't reporting what's in there. Um, so it definitely makes it like super hard to know. Where Like what's best for you or what's essentially the best thing that that can help you, I guess, maintain your hair. And uh, yeah, I think, like you said, it's just about whether it's, you know, researching, learning more about it. Um, I think especially, like you said, to to people of colour, there's definitely this like, like not great marketing, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, So, yeah, it's really good to have, you know, businesses like your own that essentially, you know, help to address these misconceptions and ensure that everyone who's, I guess, uh, is using the products is aware of what's actually in them. Um, Because like you said, you know, with yourself um, having, having the allergy, it's you, you, sometimes you never know these things until you're exposed to them. So uh, yeah, it's great to see you're doing amazing work with that. Um.
0: Sorry, and and just to uh, carry on with that point as well. I think um, black women spend a considerably uh, larger amount than our white Parts And so when products are marketed towards us, it's very, very intentional. Um, and we spend the most in the market on hair care. Um, and this really has an impact because you think that the people who make these hair products will go, okay, well, you know what, this group spend the most on hair care. So let's just make it as best as we can for them. But instead, we get given the uh, much cheaper ingredients, um, the harmful ingredients, and we can, there are better quality quality options out there uh, not to brag us that could hair. but no there are so many other black owned female brands um or just natural organic brands that do use high quality ingredients um, and avoid the harmful ones that are harmful to your hair and your body
1: yeah no that's so true and that really nicely leads on to our, to our next question for you Paris um which is essentially about how how are i guess hair products unsustainable now before before, before i let you answer this question uh, we're going to start this section uh, with everyone's uh new and added segment um which is called a uh, you know mic check where we do interesting talk about interesting facts and figures uh about certain things and essentially you know health uh I'm about to say, I keep on getting healthcare in my head but <laughs> essentially uh hair products you know they they while they can be unsustainable, there is the, the option for them to be very sustainable. So um, we've got this uh, really interesting link uh, from an organisation called Boiler House. Uh, and essentially, they talk about like, what is sustainable hair care? You know, why it's important, the benefits. You know, there's loads of things on here. But to pick out a few, you know, less plastic, you know, um, using fewer chemicals, like uh, like Paris was saying, natural ingredients, which, um, you know, we've, we've had some guests on previously who spoke about the, the idea that we sort of like abandoned you know natural remedies i'm not saying that you know all natural remedies are great or you can't take medication but you know that was one of the things that people people have raised that you know even like you were saying about you know the mixtures you would make and then put in the fridge and your mum would get upset about like even (laughs) things like that it's it's sometimes you don't necessarily need to have like a chemical solution to to solve every problem um so yeah so we'll include the link in the bio uh, in our bio so everyone can just and the description so everyone can just you know take a read of it in your own time and see you know i guess the benefits there but essentially yeah paris what are some of the oh i guess how can hair products be uh, unsustainable
0: okay well uh to me there are three ways um that hair care can be sustainable or unsustainable um and i think when it comes to sustainability uh we all have to remember that it is all of our responsibility um in order to do our bit for the planet we all have to kind of play a role and so the three ways that i think um hair care falls into sustainability is with packaging um, so you can have unsustainable packaging like plastics, uh, as you mentioned, your ingredients. So the organic ingredients that you're using or the toxic ingredients that you're using um, that can also pollute our oceans. And then we have shipping as well. So how are we getting hold of those products? Um, so if I start off with packaging, obviously everyone knows that plastic is bad. So plastic is a non um, reusable material you can have uh, reusable plastics uh, but they're usually cheap they're uh, they're not uh, they are durable but they're not um, really great for our environment because they're so hard to break down Uh, it can take a thousand years for a like plastic bottle to actually naturally break down and degrade um so there are alternatives you have or aluminium bottles like the ones that I've got behind me um these are the ones that we use to package our hair products because they are 100% recyclable and sustainable. I think something like 95% of the aluminium that we have today is the same aluminium that we've always had. Uh, So it's infinitely reusable, they're durable, they're lightweight and they're easy to transport. Um, The other alternative is glass. So glass is great because again, glass containers, they're not really treated with chemicals and they're durable. However, they are a bit heavier and they can break. So I wouldn't really recommend them for shampoo because if you drop a shampoo bottle and it breaks whilst you're in the shower, you may hurt yourself. Um, So that's my only thing with glass, but it is another um, reusable, recyclable uh, alternative. And then I think when it comes to your ingredients, um, you really want to be looking out for hair products that don't contain harmful dyes and chemicals, because when it washes down your drain, it washes to the ocean um, and it can really contaminate the waters so it can contaminate the fish and the wildlife that live in the waters and that drink the waters as well Um, but you also want to be looking out for toxic ingredients that are found in relaxers or hot oil treatments Um, so this can include like formaldehyde, uh, formaldehyde, yes, (laughs) parabens, uh, fragrance, chemicals and these can all impact our health so Some of these ingredients have been related to cancer, as I mentioned before, Asthma, endocrine disruptors. Um, so, these can make you ill, uh, but they can also pollute our environment. So, I'd really recommend looking for organic ingredients um, that are pesticide free. Uh, even making your own organic and natural hair products isn't as difficult as you may think. There's so many videos on YouTube. There's so many other solutions now. There's so many other brands, smaller brands as well, that would love to have your order and would dance around <laughs> if they did. And um, so, that that's another great way. Um, and the third thing that I mentioned is shipping. So I think with shipping, we have to be aware of our carbon footprint. Uh, so I learned about my carbon footprint in primary school, and it's always stuck with me, um, and how you can minimise your impacts on the environment. So obviously, with transportation, the shipping industry is responsible for about 900 40 million tons of CO2 annually, uh, which obviously uh, impacts our our planet. <laughs> um, so I think for me, it's, it's really great to shop locally. Uh, so this is making sure that you're not importing products from abroad. If you can um travel to your local shops to purchase your hair products. Uh, at That Good Hair, we only sell our products in the UK. We are stocked in some shops, but um Mainly we sell online and we really like to make sure we only sell within the UK so we're not having to uh, uh, like, ship internationally and have the cost of travel by sea or by air polluting the environment. So I think those are the three ways that you can really channel sustainability into your hair care.
1: Oh, thank you, and I think, like you said, yeah, there, there are a lot of organisations like yourselves that are doing like amazing work, and it is it was always great to 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 find them and hear them and say, "Hey, yeah, so don't feel don't feel afraid to to give a shout out to yourself." It's always, <laughs> always always recommended. Um, but no, I think I think you're so you're so right. Um, you know, even uh, like researching both for this episode, but but through my undergrad as well, the the amount of like whether it's chemicals in, in the water, get from, you know, like from different things or whether it's to do with plastic pollution. Um, yeah, we can have a huge harm on the environment. And it's great to see that, like you were saying that, you know, that you're using these, these aluminum bottles, which is great. I know even like to this day, I still struggle with plastic bottles and knowing like, what does the symbol mean? Sometimes I've got to look it up. So I think it's really great to see that you're doing, you're doing amazing work on that. Um, Mm. And yeah, we've now come to the last question uh, before I hand over to you to ask me uh, the question you prepared for us. Um, And essentially this this question, it might be a bit tough to pick something, but I'm I'm sure you can do it. But, you know, you've been doing that good hair uh, for some time now. And I just wanted to ask you, what's been your favorite moment from this journey? What's been that one thing that you're just like, like, I love it.
0: Uh, no, that is that is definitely a tough question. I think for me, the thing that I loved the most has to be. You know what? Nothing beats the day I launched. So I launched on the day that was meant to be my graduation. Um, I launched. When did I? It was obviously it was obviously twenty twenty, right? The pandemic, um, and getting all of the support from so so many people. Um, I, I think my goal was hitting like. like 40 orders. I definitely didn't hit 40, but I think I, I hit some like 37 and having so much support from people. Um, like really was really, really moving. That was definitely my best day ever since we've obviously grown. Um, I've now like got a whole room dedicated to being a lab, which is incredible. Um, we've done events and things like that but I will never forget that day the feeling of that day oh and also I've I've won an award um for entrepreneur of the year in 2020 at Brunel uh which was again a lovely lovely moment
1: wow that that's really cool and I think I think that's 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 really impactful because I think, like you said, a lot of people, especially whether it's, you know, they're starting their own business or starting just, I don't know, a creative outlet, um, they generally have that that tendency to be like, oh, I don't really know how it's going to go and it could go either way. Um, but it's amazing to see that, you know, for, I guess from the start, you know, you've had that support and it's always, I guess, stuck with you ever since. I know even uh, us as a podcast, you know, it's always, we always find it funny when people go back and listen to our first episode. Uh, Cause we, we, as a team, we say that when we listen back, we're just like, Oh gosh. like we just- <laughs> uh, <definitely, yeah. laughs> But it's, it's great to see that, you know, for you, it's, it's, it's been like an impactful, I guess, moment on your, your entrepreneurial journey. And that's, that's always great to, to see. Um, and yeah, I'm sure our, our listeners, uh, even from, from listening, uh, will be thinking, you know, maybe I should subscribe to That Good Hair. You um, <laughs> might, might maybe hopefully get some new customers as well. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're now, now going to go on to uh, passing the mic. Uh, so I'm now going to hand over the mic over. to yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got my, I'll pick it up here. Uh, I've got my <laughs> mic right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm now going to hand over to, to Paris um, to let me know the question that she's going to ask me today
0: yeah of course um so the question i'm going to ask you today is have you ever had a look at the ingredients on the back of your shampoo bottle
1: so uh yeah i've, I've talked about this before but i actually haven't um and i don't know I, I wouldn't say it's because of there's like there's any reason i probably should um but i think especially um during 2020 um uh, not only myself, but I know other members of my team, uh, like uh, Samuel, who who loves stuff sustainability wise as well. Um, we were just talking about it, and we were just saying, like, you know, because uh, it was reminding me when you said the plastic thing. I was going to say it then, but i completely forgot. Was he? He told me like, oh, you know, uh, I was told that every toothbrush you've used, uh, if it's not been like a bamboo toothbrush, um, is is still out. In in the environment somewhere, just wasting away, um, and I was just like, wow, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. Um, and you're like, we were t- we had discussions about, um, you know, I guess sustainability as a whole and how you can implement that into a, your routine. And um, through my uh, sustainable fashion thing as well, we, I've had people on there who were talking about like how they've changed their bathroom routine. So I think 100% you're, you're right. that I mean, like I said, I haven't done it. And I probably, like, as soon as the episode finish, you'll just see me run off and check. Um, but no, I think that's definitely so key. Um, because especially because not only, I guess, like with the typical plastic, uh, you know, pollution or harm to the environment, but also like you were saying about what chemicals are in there that could harm your own health. Um, I know, uh, I guess... The last thing I say about this is I know, like, even throughout the pandemic, uh, like, I've been taking... I guess my skincare routine a bit more serious, which I mean, for a guy, I mean, for, for Paris, <laughs> you might you might be you might not necessarily be thinking that this is anything new, but for guys, I know, like before, I was just like, you know, I I don't really see I don't really see it, mm-hmm. um, but 100, um, like my my sister was we were talking about it, and she was just like, yeah, you know, if you're getting certain reactions to to certain creams or or certain like um like gels that you put on, she was saying that yeah, that could mean that you know. Like, you, you can't take certain creams and put them on your face because it'll make you super spotty or you'll have an allergic reaction like that. So, yeah, I think 100% that I haven't done it before, but I guess uh, you've heard it on the podcast here first. Uh, <laughs> I've committed to, to you know, checking checking my, my whole bathroom and my whole routine and checking the ingredients in there. And uh yeah, who who knows next time uh if we, if Paris is happy to come back on again, who knows? By that point I'll be able to tell you exactly <laughs> like these are the things that are in my bathroom. Uh, you know, these are the chemicals. Um but yeah no I think that's a really good good question. And I guess I guess if you don't mind Paris, I'm gonna flip it over to you. I mean yeah. at this point you you probably have been you have been checking, but I guess was it I mean, was it something that you always did? And what I guess did you find anything surprising?
0: well the reason i asked you that question is because i was going to say you're a liar you probably the reason is you probably have looked at the ingredients on the back of your bottle at some point the only thing is you can't understand what it says
1: that's true because
0: it's a whole load of aqua panthenol this that and none of the ingredients really make sense um which is fine and it's completely normal even um Things like avocado oil are written in Latin, so or, or coconut oil. It, it, it makes it a lot difficult, a very difficult for you to kind of actually understand, oh, I know what this is, or, oh, aqua water, it makes it really difficult. Um, but there are so many ingredients that aren't really good for you inside of your shampoo bottles, um, from sulfate to mineral oil to petroleum to formaldehyde, um, there, but there are ways that you can actually spot the ingredients that aren't good for you. So things that end in ethanol um, are typically really harsh alcohols. If you see petroleum, if you see formaldehyde, which I've probably said a million and one times, if you see kokamide, um So there's different ways that you can kind of if you see cone, it's usually a silicon. And um, so there are different ways that you can kind of spot the ingredients that you should be looking out for. Um, To make it a bit easy, I've got a page on my website, which is an ingredients glossary. Um, So if you went to thatgoodhair.co.uk forward slash ingredients, there's a whole bit of ingredients we don't use. And these are kind of the ones that you should be looking out for not to take in your hair products. Um, But yeah, so I do look at my ingredients. I have a, I know what's going on in them, but it's only because I'm trained to I mean write the labels in the first place um but I didn't always look and it's just because I didn't understand what I was reading.
1: No that's so true uh, I think like you're saying that there's especially like I think even uh you know people saying about, about about your diet that you know if you if you show people that this is you know the type of salts or these are the type of things that are in your diet most people just be like I have no idea what this is um but like you said, it's people will will know certain things, and I think it's great that you've got a, a glossary on there um, that helps to to explain, you know, what what this these things are. Um, because yeah, like I was saying, with the the recycle, just like with recycling, um, you know, there's all these symbols and labels and stuff. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm just here. Like, can I recycle it? Can I <laughs> like just it's just a simple when they just simply put like widely recycled or like yeah. easily just recycle in these bins, I'm just like. yeah you guys understand the struggles of <laughs> struggles of everyone trying
0: um, to be sustainable
1: exactly <laughs> um, but no thank you thank you so much for that question Paris and yeah I think definitely uh if not for our listeners but definitely for me it's given me a lot to think about I guess looking to the future about my my how I I guess look after my hair ensuring that it's uh kept in a sustainable way uh, not only for myself but also for the planet um mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's really great because uh, it nicely leads into everyone's uh, favourite section, MC of the month. And uh, for this episode, we have I say we've got one MC, but I'd like to, to give a shout out to another one. Um, so essentially, the, the main MC... Oh, I'll give the side one first. So the, the one that's, I guess, a side one, and we'll include a link to this, uh, is um, Sustainably Chic, uh, their website which uh, talk about all all tips about sustainable stuff and sustainable brands they've uh, got this amazing list on their website of black owned sustainable brands now these brands do like a wide range of things so it goes from oh like like fashion to hair care to skin care to basically like duty products in general so there's like a whole list of like organizations that you can uh, check out and i think most of them i don't don't quote me on this uh, but i think a lot of them are in the uk so feel free to check them out and they've also got like home and lifestyle brands there as well if you wanted to check them out but uh, essentially, yeah, today's MC uh, is, uh, and again, I apologise because. But if they if they hear me say this, I'm probably butchering the name. Uh, but they're called, uh, I believe it's uh, Akare. Um, so it's A C A R R E, uh, and essentially, uh, I really like what they've got on their website. They they put that you know they were created on the foundation of utilising biodiversity to create multi-use skincare products that bring a balance to the skin. Um, They've been inspired by African and Pacific Islander ancestry of this idea of using like natural ingredients. They've got some listed on their website and they essentially say that these help to work with the skin's natural elements. You know, uh, like I guess what we were saying before um, about, you know, being being careful to not use too many chemicals because chemicals can have a really severe impact on, on your skin. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're combating this um, by using uh, natural stuff. And uh, yeah, it's really great that essentially on their, on their website, they, they've got like why they're clean and sustainable. So they said that all the bio-based materials are ethically and sustainably sourced. They manufacture their products safely and cleanly to contribute to the sustainable ecosystem that, you know, all are part of. Uh, and they've even got on their website, you know, how they're eco, uh, so how they're carbon neutral from the source. So, you know, from, I guess, extracting these these materials from the environment to how it gets to to you as a consumer. So, yeah, so we'll include a link to their to their page and feel free to check it out. Um, I'm sure you'll find uh, some skincare product to your use, um, which will be great. Um, but, yeah, they're essentially our MCs of the month. And, uh, yeah, we now come to the end of the episode I just want to say a huge thanks for, to pass being an amazing amazing guest today uh, it's been great to learn more not only about you and that good hair but also I guess this entrepreneurial journey you're on and it'll be great to see the things that you do in the future and um, like I said before yeah you've given me a lot to think about about my own personal hair, hair care routine <laughs> so uh, yeah we'll, we'll be seeing we'll be seeing maybe next time like I said I'll be able to say that I've changed my routine and I'm you know, more, <laughs> more conscious of what's in the products that I'm using um, but I guess before before you go Pat. We we just want to know if any of our listeners are listening and they, you know, I know you've you've given your website before, but I know some of our listeners might not have written it down then. Essentially, if anyone wants to, you know, get in contact, whether that's to, to purchase things, to know more about you or anything else, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: The best way is to contact me by my website, so thatgoodhair.co.uk, or on any social media, so we are at thatgoodhair.uk. Um, and one other little plug that I have is that every Earth Day I hold an event, so I'm going to be holding a um, our annual Earth Day event, I guess, and we'll be showing people how to make a whipped hair butter. So this is from the comfort of your own home. Uh, I'll create a box and send it to you with all of the you- ingredients and the apparatus that you need um and that's the kind of event that we do on april the 22nd so hopefully this is out in time to promote it um but yeah if, if anyone wants to come along grab a ticket and it should be a fun time we do games and things like that so it's also really good
1: wow thank you very much and i'm sure yeah i'm sure our, our listeners uh will will we'll be there and if you're not there for for this year's birthday uh, make sure you're there for the next one uh, yeah. because <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely don't want to miss it um but yeah no thank you thank you so much brass as been- been great to learn more about you and uh, for our listeners uh, as always if you guys like the uh, if you like this video or you want to see more of maybe back on uh, like comment and subscribe is always appreciated remember if you're a patreon member you get uh, first access to these episodes so make sure that you're subscribed on patreon the links are in our bio um and yeah thanks everyone for, for being here today it's been great to have you here and uh, yeah keep an eye out for the next episode of pick up the mic
0: thank you Don't
1: bye bye guys